Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Making Leader Moves podcast, the show that brings powerhouse Latinas together to discuss the challenges our comunidades are facing and the moves they made to prioritize joy in their career as well as personal lives. Spoiler, but also no surprise here, they usually found joy within the comunidades that they created themselves. Hola, my name is Giovanna Rosales, your host here at Making Leader Moves, and I am so excited to be here with you all. On today's show, we will be talking about terapia and how is it, it is a legit lifesaver, not only for yourself, pero igual para tu comunidad, for your community as well. Um, we are accompanied today by none other than un apoyo mío bien grande. Um, ella es parte de mi comunidad, mi amiga Dulce Orozco. Um, Dulce, you are a Latina immigrant therapist assisting women of color and from immigrant families ready to work on their healing journey um, to show new perspectives and change in their relationship within themselves. Uh, Wow, Dulce, that alone fills my heart because Mm -hmm. you are bringing so much change into the generations that are existing in the world and that are intertwined, right? Because it's not only like our age, it's those of us who have children, those of us who live with our parents or abuelitos. So you are just building amazing, amazing generational healing, which uh, it just, like I said, it just fills my heart. Um, she also assists women of color and immigrant families to create new realities, honoring their uniqueness. Her most recent work includes presenting at Merrimack College, the Thrive Scholars Career and Leadership Conference, the Latina Summit, Dream Builders, GitLab, UMass, and Prospancia, is that how we say it? Uh, um, Prospanica. Prospanica, perdón. Uh, among other places. Her work has been featured in El Mundo Boston, El Planeta, Authority Magazine, Mike.com, and so much more. Hola, mi amiga Dulce. Hola. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I was yeah. I'm looking forward to this. I was looking forward, like I had a countdown. So. Oh, yeah. I, we like literally just talked about it backstage. Um, I'm so, so, so excited to have you here because I know this is a very, very important topic, not only for us personally, but like I said, just generationally. So I'm so excited to crack down and get down to the questions. But before that, Dulce, I know I talked a lot about you. I know I've hyped you up, but is there a little bit more that you want to tell us about yourself? Um, is this where you thought you would be ending up or is was this even part of your original life path? Yeah, so um, I think I was that person, you know, if there were, if there was a group of 15 people, I was the one that um, the random stranger on the street end up telling uh, their life story, right? Like I was that person. Um, And I actually wanted to study psychology. But back home, so I was born and raised in Venezuela and in my hometown, they didn't offer psychology as a major. So my parents were like, well, queremos que te quedes aquí. Entonces, if you can choose another major. So the my second option, and actually why, uh, what I started studying for three months was communications. Oh, and good. yeah, and then after I graduated from high school, I came to Boston. The original plan was for me to learn English, go back home, start starting studying communications where everything was ready. And I applied for a scholarship without telling my parents. And I got the scholarship. Yes. And yes. fast forward, that, that was back in 2001. So 
fast forward in 22 years later, here I am, and I had the opportunity to um, study what I wanted to do. So I feel that I, I knew um, this is what I wanted to do. And life organically um, put me in the direction of working with uh, Latinos, right? Because uh, I'm Latina myself because of me speaking Spanish, um, immigrants. So that started happening more organically. Um, and then I chose to work with uh, women or people that identify as women and people of color and from immigrant families. So it's almost like building up this culture, right? Like that's kind of like what I have in mind and getting more specific with what materials I wanted to use, what tools I wanted to use and creating this thing that um, ended up being what I'm doing today, which is very, very exciting for me and something I feel deeply passionate about. That's awesome. And that's great because it sounds like you knew that, that, that you wanted to help people and that you write somehow you, you manifested it, um, whether your parents were going to know or not, <laughs> <laughs> you, you created La Vida Que Querías, right? Desde Infancia, ever since you were little. But what was the moment? Cause it sounds like you, right. You were a help, you're a helper. You want to help. Um, but when was the moment that you told yourself, or that moment that you decided, Dulce, I need to see a therapist, me, myself, and I. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between giving help all day. Um, and as you know, I'm a community manager, so like I intake so much. But when, what was your breaking point to be like, okay, now I'm ready to also give out? Yeah, say. yeah. And, and by the way, thank you for bringing that up because I feel that um, not and, and this is, I understand, right? Like I understand everyone is different. Every, everyone might need different things or different things might be helpful for different mm -hmm. people, but not every therapist has a therapist, which um, it, it's interesting to me, right? Because I feel that you need something, you need something. It Absolutely. might not necessarily be therapy. It might be a coach, it might be, um, sound bath, it might, might be whatever it is, but you need something. You mm -hmm. cannot give what you, you don't have. So, but for me, so Giovanna, it was, I was changing and I found myself struggling with the person I was becoming, um, especially because I felt that speaking of community, my friends at the time, it felt that I didn't belong there anymore. It felt that we have different interests. It felt that um, the, the things that were fun stopped being fun. And I really struggled with that. And that's when I was like, oh, no, wait, I need help. Um, and luckily, um, so that was... Um, I don't know. I must have been, I think that was around 2010. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew I wanted to work with a Latina therapist or a mm -hmm. Latino therapist, right? Um, and luckily, I found someone 
exceptional and so helpful um, because I know that sometimes the way I think about therapy is an investment, right? It's an investment of Ooh, our, like yeah. So I think of therapy as an investment of our time, our emotions, our money, our energy. And sometimes um, you might not find the right therapist uh, on the first trial, right? Oh, that that's absolutely correct. Like, yeah. I, that, that's what happened to me. The first, like, I knew I needed help um, because I, like, I was going deep, deep down into a rabbit hole um, of, like, not knowing my identity, right? Of, like, I had lost my job and I had been in the same job for 14 years. And, like, here in Los Estados Unidos, you are your job title, quote unquote. Mm. Um, so I was, like, downward spiraling. And I remember, and then, like, I was just, there was just so much happening in my life. My abuelita had cancer. And so I remember like I was, I had found a therapist, like I was in so much desperation and where I had lived at the time, like la entre la comunidad, they had therapists and I went and it was like a three week wait minimum. And so when I finally got there and when I got my therapist, I was like, yo, this shit isn't for me. Yeah. Um, not the therapy itself, but oh, no, my yeah. therapist. And it's not. It just wasn't a fit, like yeah. you know, era era. So when I was like, you know, the matriarch of the family, I had to explain that I had to explain certain issues or crises that were happening on, like going on in the house. And I just felt like, to your point, right? You're investing your time and your energy, and I was giving out more than I was receiving. Yeah, yeah. And like so spending forty five minutes explaining why it was so important that you stood up from the table. Exactly. You have five minutes left and it's like, no, because <laughs> you know, like culturally, que que, que te paraste la mesa y dejaste a todo el mundo en medio de la cena. Say what? But yeah. you know, like from, from a different perspective, it might be like, so what? Like you walk out of the dinner, right? Like yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and Jovan, I'm so glad you mentioned something when you said it, it wasn't the therapy, it, it wasn't therapy, it mm -hmm. was the therapist. And and mm -hmm. I'm, I know that you had absolutely nothing against the therapist, but absolutely. I feel that for so many people, they get confused or they think it's therapy, punto y final. Entonces, hey, claro. ya no más. I was in that same boat like I mm -hmm. remember talking because I was like the only one who was doing it amongst my friends at the time and I was listening to I don't know if I was listening to like some Instagram reel or a podcast or something but they said finding your therapist is like dating it's not oh. gonna be the first one and done and if it is like yo you've won the jackpot like you don't even and it's also it can also be a part-time job by the way because yeah. of all the <laughs> So I can see how it's like dating, but I can also like, yes, it, it takes a, a lot. But mm -hmm. I was one of those few lucky ones that it. it's like, oh, my goodness, this is exactly what I needed. So, um, yeah, I, I um, and and I so I've I've had three therapists, right? Mm -hmm. It was her and it was two other therapists in between. So. Um, my insurance changed, she moved out of state, um, mm. and this was pre-COVID. So throughout that time, I saw two people, um, and, and they were good. They were good, but they were 
white woman and uh, after after seeing what it could be, what it could, you know, like mm. after like, experiencing that, I knew that I was missing so much and I wasn't able to find a Latina therapist. And because there's so few, yes. right? Like there's also like that, that, that space where I know people and people know me, like, you know, like it's, yeah. it's like, so that added a layer of complexity, but um, luckily um, I'm, I continue working with her because the pandemic opened up this possibility of um, working with people virtually, right? So I reached out to her and I was like, listen, I know this is an option. Can we work together? So I've been working with the same person on and off, with the same therapist on and off for um, 13 years. 13 years? Yeah. 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 On I and off. So she's seen me in all these stages of my life, right? Oh. Like, Beautiful. where I was like struggling, like, who am I as a young adult? And then like, meeting my now husband and like, you know, like the whole immigrant struggle with like, mm. working visas and you know, like becoming a like everything and the whole I'm from Venezuela. So the whole transition of what happened to my family immigrating, uh. becoming a mom, like she's seen me in all these different stages of my life, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like 100%. Yeah, she saw you from like the crisis of the 20s, right? To like full blown parent now. Yes, um, well, you turned 40 two weeks ago. So, you know. Okay, I can't wait to celebrate. Um, I'm coming in. I'm going to go see you in the spring. So get ready. We have so many things to celebrate. Yes. We might not have that's, enough days, but so it's okay. Years. That's so great. And I think. And I think that's really brave of you. And I think that's really honest of you. And I had to kind of get to that point in my life too, where everything, and then, then it's crazy. Cause like, that's kind of what I'm going through right now. Um, where like, you know, I like, I don't have anything against like some of my friends, like it's been cool. It's been dope. We've been able to do some amazing things, but there's just different chapters. Yeah. Right. Um, and then sometimes like that can even get lonely itself because some of them, right. Like, it is like some yeah. of them are moving away or some of them are getting married and starting like legit, legit official. Like I call them grown up partnerships. <laughs> um, some are becoming parents yeah. and like I'm in none of those phases um, of my life. And so the fact that you were able to be honest and brave enough, like to yourself, right? Because you can lie to the whole, like, and it's funny because my mom says all the time, like, you can lie to the whole world, you can lie to me and like your father, but at the end of the day, like the person who you're gonna have to face is yourself. Mm. And so the fact that you were able to be like, I need help. Um, well, I couldn't figure it out on my own. Yeah. Right. And it was painful. Like it mm -hmm. was, and also there was a part of me, Giovanna, that, that, um, and I, I wonder if, if this happens to you as a community manager from a different perspective, but there was a part of me that said, how can I fully as a therapist, right? And at that moment, I was starting to provide one-on-one -on -one therapy. I, I work at a partial program. So mm -hmm. it was mostly like groups and, you know, like intense, intense care. But I was like, how can I provide this experience if I don't know what it feels like if I don't know what it feels like to receive um, that 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 
assistance and that guidance and that help and that love and that care and that right um and i wonder if if something like that if you experience that too like how can you like you need to be in community right in order to to yeah so a hundred percent like i don't know how i've survived this long in my life without it because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> now i now that i have it i'm like oh like give me this drug i'll overdose on this uh, drug any day it can feel this way right yes. Like, yes no and i totally understand where you're coming from because i as well like right when i had lost my job that i had been in for 12 years and then i lost five people in less than a year and oh. two of those people i lost within 18 hours of one another i mean Dulce, cuando yo te digo, like, I was lost. Like, mm -hmm. I I remember my grandmother's nurses, like, handed me a suicidal number. And they were, like, just in case. And I remember in my head telling myself, like, I'm not there. I think I'm okay. But clearly these nurses have 20 years experience and they were seeing things that I couldn't see. Um but it wasn't, and I'm actually writing an article on this now um, to be published soon, but it was how I needed my community to mm -hmm. help me get through the other side. It's almost like they care, like not that they're literally carrying you, but they're like holding you because you, you like you need that. And you, you were saying like you need that love, you need that healing, you need to be vulnerable. It's okay to be upset with these people because you're in a safe space. Um, you can speak your truth and no judgment. And I think being able to have your, like I said, like your community, whether that's your friends, your yeah. prima, some of your family, um, that's vital. Or people that you, that are none of that, right? Like complete yeah. stranger that become friends and that become soul soulmates and yeah absolutely and i i love i really love and appreciate the the word you use like holding right like holding that space because giovanna like i know when people go to therapy but i i feel i feel that there's so so like there's similarities right like mm -hmm. in between what we're talking about and and for some people people like there might be people that are not ready to look for a therapist that that right. can benefit so much from being part of a community right and, and perhaps that can be the first step so um you know like when people go to therapy i always tell people um you don't have to answer any questions that you don't want to answer we don't have to go to those spaces that we don't that you feel you're not ready to go right mm -hmm. um and, and I feel that there's a lot of holding and, and in community, like it's, you know, like it can be the same. It's like, perhaps like, I wonder if some of those times you didn't even talk about what was going on, but you still felt the, the support and the assistance and the love and the care and all of that, right? Like, so sometimes it's not, it's not even about like talking about the thing. It's just, being right like feeling hold so like that holding it's such a it's a word that i that i really um like and appreciate because isn't it amazing to feel hold like to feel yes. that you know that somebody somebody's got your back yes and then when they're not holding you're like why <laughs> i know it's like oh that's so nice yeah you're making me work i have to I know. By myself <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, right? Like, it's like, dang, we got to go back to work or dang, we got to go cook or we got to go take care of our kids. What's happening? 
when did you realize, and I know that you had mentioned it in the, like that ever since you were little, that you, that you wanted to help and that you wanted to become a therapist, but was there like a moment in time where you time stamped it and said, yep, this is the experience that solidifies that this is what I want to do. Yeah. So there were two things that I mm-hmm. can, um, that are very vivid mm-hmm. for me. Um, so, um, my grandpa, uh, he attempted suicide um, and uh, was unsuccessful at it, right? Like, mm-hmm. but, but it, was, um, it was a big disruption in our family. Absolutely. Um, and um, I was 14 at the time. Um, and then that was, um, you know, like he was um, the patriarchal, the person mm-hmm. that everyone turned to, you know, the one that helped everyone and kind of like took care of everyone. Um, he had no sé cuánto high house tenía, mm-hmm. right? Like, so, um, but, but I, I always wonder, not from, um, blaming space but Mm. from a place of curiosity like i wonder what could have prevented this from happening right because he he never had therapy right um like prior to that Mm. and even after so in venezuela um you you have a psychiatrist and there's Mm. medicine and drugs that you take but the the idea of therapy i wish it would have changed more but I still feel that, you know, it's not as common, it's not as accessible. Um, so it was almost like, let's like, what kind of like medication and drugs can help you type of thing, right? Like what type of like, what antidepressants do you need? Yeah. Um, and then um, one of my best friend's mom um, died by suicide um, the year that we graduated high school. Oh my goodness. And it was kind of like the same, right? Like that, again, not with blaming or judgment. Um, If anything, like more with a protective um, mindset of Mm -hmm. how do people dare judging someone without Mm -hmm. knowing, right? Um, And the same curiosity with um, I wonder what could have prevented this from happening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and again, understanding that in, in Venezuela back then, we're talking, you know, like 2000, um, like 90 something, mm-hmm. um, the stigma was even stronger than it is now. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was always present right and there's a a very strong history of mental health um issues and and you know like from my my like my family like so it was also like trying to understand a little Mm -hmm. bit more um with uh, like trying to understand and also taking some this is a word I struggle with, or like, I, I don't know, like, I I have, like, sometimes I like it, sometimes not so much. But what is my, like, what, what responsibility do I have? So I know that I have um, genetic predisposition, what can I do about it? Right? Like, um, what is my role on this? 
that is not being a victim, but mm-hmm. instead, how can I take care of myself? So I take care of my body, I take care of my heart and my spirit, and how can I take care of my emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Or how can I understand this a little bit more? Was that, so once this happened to your grandfather, did anyone talk about it? Because you mentioned he didn't end up going to therapy afterwards. Um, yeah, so he, he had a psychiatrist. Right. Um, but amongst the family members, right? Like amongst your your parents or yourselves or entre like los primos or, or even with your grandfather himself, like was it ever brought up? Was it ever something that was talked about? It was not, not explicitly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, not explicitly. Um, Which is sad because that shouldn't be the norm. And I feel like a lot of people would say, yeah, that that very similar situation happened in my household. But yet here we are. No one's talking about it. Yeah, but I think in, in a way it's like at least thinking about that specific experience, right? I don't think it was for um like let's not talk about it i think that we didn't have the resources Mm -hmm. to do it in a way that felt kind of like safe right like we knew the basics my sisters were very young so i was 14 my sisters were nine but but i feel that um it's really it's such it can be such a vulnerable and and um, difficult thing to talk about that unfortunately as as humans right like and mm-hmm. I think that's changing but I think like we are doing our part but it's like we're not taught how to talk about this we're not taught exactly. so what are the resources that we need to talk about this how can you practice self-compassion while you talked about this how can you talk about this? Um, removing judgment and if anything with loving curiosity, right? Or mm-hmm. how, like, I don't think that um, many families back then, and unfortunately, I don't think many families right now I agree. Um, have those resources, right? So if anything, I also think it was a lack of resources on how to handle it. And I know the adults talked within themselves that, mm-hmm. um I feel that talking about this with adolescents or like having a family meeting, let's, let's, let's talk about what happened. Do you have any questions? You know, like it's complicated. Um, of course. Right. Like of I, course. um, I have a, a six and a four year old and my oldest ever since she was two and a half, she's asked so many questions about death. Um, and it's hard to talk about those stuff, Giovanna. Like I feel right. that I've right. So it's like kind of like like you need to um, create and nurture your own resources in order to have these conversations, knowing that you're gonna screw it up, right? But exactly. but still, like <laughs> right, like you're gonna screw it up at some point. Yeah. Um. But but still, like. Again, like when it goes, it, I, I feel that it goes back to holding space, right? Yes. Like holding space and and learning together, right? Like one thing that I tell Absolutely. them is like, listen, yo nunca he sido una mami antes y tú nunca he sido una hija. So we're both learning how we're doing that. this, right? Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But <laughs> um, 
I'm going to tell my mom that next time she calls me. <laughs> I don't know. Let me know how it goes. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> but it's like this idea of we don't know how to do this. And it's okay to try different things and see how it works, right? Absolutely. And I agree with what you're saying 100% because I know when I had lost um, my pillars, right, um, within such a small time frame. One, I had, we had had like deaths in the family, but they weren't impactful to me, like mm -hmm. on like a first degree level, yes. let's say. But when, you know, when, when this had happened to me and like, you know, it was my grandmother, my grandfather, my Theo, and two mm -hmm. of my really, really amazing friends. Um, I didn't have the language and I was between 30 and 31 at the time, I think. Um, so I was grown, right? Like, era adulta, yeah. And, and in my 30s, and I still was like, I don't know how to talk about this. Mm -hmm. I don't have the language for it. I don't know. I know what I want to say, but there are no words. Um, why? And then like, and, and then you see like people trying to like move on with their lives. And you're like, but wait, I'm still stuck. Like, how are you leaving me behind? And then you get resentida, right? Like mm. you get a little resentment because you're like, how come everyone is living their best lives, but no one's feeling my pain. And so the people who were in my community, right? And and there was hiccups, there was mess ups. Like we didn't know the words, like for sure, both on both ends. Um, but sometimes it was just that crying hard in the car, mm. right? Like, and they didn't have to cry with me, but it was just me cry. Like, and I'm talking about like those ugly cries, mm -hmm. <laughs> like where you have bags under your eyes the next day. Um, or sometimes it was being in the car and just swearing it out, just mm -hmm. swearing it out and just having that moment of distaste, dislike, disdain, hurt all at once. And so like we keep on saying creating this space or making this space and holding this space. And for me, I think a lot of my my comunidad therapy not only was on screen because a lot of my friends don't live um, in the same location, but it was also by friends that are here. It was in the car. Yeah. Like that was the safest space. Yeah. You know, and like you say, sometimes there isn't language and sometimes, you know, they would say things that I was like, not today, not right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, not, not, not the right way. Um, but they tried, right? They tried and they showed up and like they were like, damn, dude, my bad. Like I didn't know I was. Then it's like, it's okay. Like I, it's coming from a good place. You love me. I love you. So like you say, like growing and learning together and some, and even that is like healing within itself. And sometimes it's what I found. And I think this is a very, like, um, it's a powerful thing that happens in therapy. It's not about fixing it, right? Like, Correct. you know, like, like those friends and I get it. Like I get where he's coming from and I get that we do it because we love the other person and there's this urge to not seeing the other person suffering or struggling mm -hmm. or in pain, but it's like, oh, pero no llores. It, yo sé que va a estar bien, no te preocupes. But sometimes that's not what we need to hear, right? Like that's really not what we need to hear. So um, again, I feel that we don't know. We don't know. How, and it's sometimes I feel that it's not so much about 
not knowing what to say, but it's about not knowing how to handle those minutes of being uncomfortable, of seeing someone in that state, right? So it's almost like, oh, I don't, I cannot handle to be here. I need to like do something like leave, you know, you need to stop crying. You like, let's not talk about this. Um, Because I feel that so many of us, we don't have the resources to mm-hmm. hold that space without feeling that we need to do something to fix it, right? Absolutely. Um, and also like this idea of having quote unquote negative emotions or this mm. illusion that we need to be happy all the time, right? Like, mm-hmm. so you need to be happy and singing and like skipping through life and <laughs> frolicking <laughs> and being angry or sad or upset or whatever it is that's not good, which is not true. Like that's like yes, I feel from a mujer, right? Like you have so many responsibilities and so many duties. So like no tenes el tiempo, you don't have the time to mourn, right? Or like, or be in your, or be sad or be upset or like just be in your emotions. Um, and it's I speaking of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. <laughs> right? It's so much pressure. And so like, I just want to give a shout out to my BFF. Her name is Sandy. She bought me this cup. Um, the people who are listening to audio, hopefully you get to see the, I the, love the visual. She bought me this cup called the Mental Breakdown Cup from um, a Latina entrepreneur. And like, it has all these little sayings on it, right? And it's like, it's okay if I can't do it all. It's okay if I have bad days. It's so I'm allowed to break down. It's okay if I don't feel motivated. I don't want to smile. It's okay if I don't want to smile if I don't want to. Um, and there's just like other little things like that. And honestly, like I love drinking out of this cup because, I mean, when are you not looking at a, at your computer at least once a day and about to have a mental breakdown? So I'm like, okay, well, mm, I allow myself to feel my anxiety. Great. Sip. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, but no, you're absolutely right. It's like we're we're programmed almost to like you were like singing and fucking and dancing, but <laughs> life isn't like that. Like probably not even half the time life is like that because real stuff is happening, you know, real like it's not what it looks like on social media and all these different platforms. Like what is happening behind the scenes? What is happening once you shut off that computer or you turn off that phone, right? Um, and so, yeah, like I, I love, and I also love the fact that, that you made the point of, you don't have to find the answers all the time. And no. that's not what therapy is all the time. And I agree with that a hundred percent because I know in the beginning I was like, well, we're, and I came from, um, like a background of always having to be like strategic, like having to outline everything. Right. Like I knew how my life was going, like very scheduled life. And so I was like, okay, so so when am I going to feel better though? Like yeah. two months from now. Like, Un día, gonna... por favor, el día exacto, hora, minuto. <laughs> exacto, exacto. Um, but the, but again, again, it goes to us being programmed to you know you clock in at a certain time, you clock out yes. at a certain time, you you have meetings on certain days with certain people at certain times, and then all of a sudden, your life gets disrupted because of real life. And you don't know, and like, and like, even your friends don't know how to handle it because some of your friends have only seen you so happy. And then when they see you in that state, they also are like, wait, dude, you and like, I are both Who, who are, are you, happy. right? Like, how I haven't, I don't know how to like interact with this part of you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I love that you said that about therapy because it's very true. Um, although shout out to my therapist, like she makes it very clear <laughs> when, when I am on the BS and she calls me out on it. But that's great. Good yeah. for her. And you know, like sometimes like when, especially when I, so every therapist is different. I know Absolutely. that things in community mental health work a certain way. So you get an appointment, you cannot get to choose. Mm -hmm. When you can choose for those people that are looking for a therapist, when you get to choose, ask questions. Yes. I always try to, I always try, no, um, I do schedule a few minutes to talk before working together. For me, if a therapist mm -hmm. tells you, okay, let's meet next Monday at 10 without any previous conversation, that's a red flag for me, Giovanna, because I feel that, again, I don't want to waste your time. I I want at least, and I know 15 minutes is not enough mm -hmm. for us to get to know each other, but I feel it's enough for us to know, or, you know, are, are we going to be able, like, how are we going to work, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is a team. And sometimes people um, tell me, Dulce, yo necesito consejitos, yo necesito que tú me digas qué hacer. And I'm like, I'm trying to be as clear as possible to explain I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to give you, right? Like, so that is what, what can I do? And the way, like the way I think of therapy is, and I always try to prepare people for bad analogies or bad examples, <laughs> but I, I, you know, the way I think of therapy is um, like, if you are, so I see that you're sitting down and I see the, the 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 closet and i see so if i ask you what are you looking at you're gonna say something right like if i mm -hmm. ask you to stand up and go to the opposite left corner and describe what you're seeing you're gonna say something different it's not the mm -hmm. room that change you're at, in the same room it's your perspective right Ooh. and uh, that's how i think of therapy so it's through conversations together through do some exploring together um, hopefully we're going to find other alternatives, right? Like, and mm -hmm. other ways to look at the same situation. The situation is going to be the same, but, um, how can we find different ways to look at it? So you don't feel stuck. So mm -hmm. you don't feel that you have no option, that there's no, nothing to do about a particular thing. So when people, um, reach out to me saying, el consejito para que me digas que hacer, I'm like, mm, let's, how can how can we reframe this right yeah and i maybe that is the first step right and because i know that what was mine was like okay cuando voy a solucionar mis emociones right mm -hmm. well cl clearly there was no solution for my emotions i was just running through emotions um at certain times in your life and so the fact that you that you are able to like have these people like let's pause it's not un consejo right it's mm -hmm. let's reframe this as you were saying like Therapy is teamwork. It's going to take both of us. I think it's I think it's an amazing and different approach that I haven't heard. And so now I'm going to obviously I'm going to tell my therapist about it. <laughs> uh, but no, like we're all, like she's I love her. I love her. Shout out to her. Um, I can't I can't imagine my life without her. Now. I mean, mm -hmm. Like we were talking about comunidad, like same thing with her. Um, Lucia, on the show, we love, love to talk about because um, we're all normal. We're human here. Right. We all make mistakes. Uh, we like to talk about a time that you had um, a hiccup or a bump on the road 
And even though it was a little hiccup or maybe a setback, how did you still stay focused on your goals? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you a very recent one. So um, we are going through a um, loaded family situation right now. Like mm-hmm. I feel it's not, you know, my space here to share details, but it's a loaded situation, right? So um, as I told you, I turned 40 um, not too long ago and Mm -hmm. I had planned a retreat um, months ago, right? So Giovanna, I I feel that um, as a Latina, as an immigrant, as a mom, so much of what I do um, in my work is how can I remind people that in order for them to be whole and be okay, they need to put themselves first, right? Like, which culturally can be so challenging. So how can I do that without me trying it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, my birthday present was to go on a retreat, but it was a retreat to Colombia for five days. Um, first time being away from the girls for that long. So that was a lot of like a very anxiety provoking. Okay. Right. And of course, so all of those emotions, right? Like were like rising up. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I knew that I needed to do this for myself. But then these other um, emotional and complex and loaded family situation came to the surface, right? Mm-hmm. So it was almost like the easiest thing for me to do would have been to cancel this, not okay. do it, right? Um, and yet deep down, it was almost like like I, I was feeling the opposite. Like my soul, my mind, my spirit were telling me, because of this is that you really need to to do it mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't easy it really wasn't easy and I think it was luckily I I had support and I had I think like la comunidad right when you reach mm-hmm. out to those people that are like well how can you make this happen or like what do you need or um so I was able to do it because I was able to get out of my head. Like, even though I was about to cancel it, I didn't. And in a way, it's also um, thinking about my daughter. So when I, mm-hmm. when I think of um, how I want them to, to remember me or to think about self-care, I don't want them to think of self-care or like going away by yourself as something that is weird and that you don't do or that you do every five years, right? Like I want them to see this as normal. And yes, Mm -hmm. sometimes you go on by yourself because you need that. So um, I, I, again, I was about to let my, the guilt the guilt mm. and the the what what are people gonna say? El I was about el querida, and I was about to like let that take over, but I didn't. Um, I actually wrote a going away message. I, I don't know if you saw. I it. was about to ask you if it's okay if I can give you a shout out for that. Listen, message. after that I did message, it, I was like. <laughs> 
I was about to write it in um, me and uh, for all of you who don't know, me and Lucia are in a in a comunidad called Unstoppable Latinas, and I was like, she's not even gonna read the shout out, y'all. This this email reply was. I have no words, Lucia. It was amazing. I like wanted to drop gems that day. I was like, can I tell you how? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I freaked out so much after I got some emails. So there were a few people, they were like, that's awesome. That's mm -hmm. great. And then um, I got this email from, um, so Elena is my, my youngest. She's four. Uh -huh. And a mom from her preschool reached out to me saying, you know, that her son was talking a lot about Elena and if we could plan a play date. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, what is this mom going to think of me? Right. Like, and then, like, I started, like, again, el que dirán, la culpa, eh, no debería estar aquí, soy una mala mamá. Como, how did I dare to say that? Right. So I had, thank you, because... It was like, yeah, I, I had a lot of emotions about that. But yeah, so that was the, I think I told you the, the hiccups, the, mm -hmm. wa like the water that I took to like, you know, para que se pasara el lipo. I think I told you a little bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, I just, uh, the, even the, um, the, the head, the subject alone is I'm away taking care of myself. And I was like, yo, this is her automatic message. Like I'm here for it. Um, and then it was, uh, it was, it was just, it was very, very amazing. Um, I'm not going to read it all, but just to show, show, share with you folks. Um, she talks about like leaving her daughters. Right. And then she talks about how society has taught her to, herself to put herself last, but she invites us to do the same and putting ourselves forward. Um, and Lucy, it was just, it was so impactful and for and for me right like i'm not a mom i didn't like leave anyone behind but i always do have that like in the back of my head because i'm the eldest daughter right mm -hmm. i'm the, i'm the firstborn and like i'm the only daughter on top of that and first generation so like whether we want to talk about it or not like there's always some type of pressure mm -hmm. there um i don't think my parents put it on me so much i think i put it on myself um, which is a whole nother right? society, like, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when I read your message, I was like, we need to give a celebratory shout out to Lourse because that was a bold as fuck email and I am here for all of it. So I am what you Thank you. What you didn't see was me hyperventilating with oh. the brown bag, right? Like after I, I got some emails, right? I was like, oh my goodness, people are reading this. What, were, what was I thinking? Um, yeah. But I'm glad I did it. Like I feel that, yeah, like, um, and again, it's like, how can I, I feel that we, it's hard sometimes to like, um, find those role models right Jovan mm -hmm. I don't know if you agree with me but um but we need to to walk the walk right yeah. like how can I ask people to um put themselves first to look at how you know what do they have to offer how are they protecting their energy and if I if I don't practice it myself if I don't um so yeah 
but thank you thank you thank you like you don't know how much i appreciate you saying that about the email i had all sort of like it was a roller coaster after after i wrote it and there's always (laughs) going to be haters right like there's always going to be people and like that so like what i have learned from your experience and i know someone else that we know did a similar um email not too long ago your both of your experiences have taught me whenever it is my time to make that kind of email I'm gonna get haters like Mm -hmm. I will get hate mail back I know because like this happened to them right and I was like the audacity of sending you hate mail when you're taking care of yourself and like you're only reading what is being written on in this email. You don't really know the whole backstory. So how dare you, you know, judge these women who are taking time for themselves. Like you don't know if this was literally their last straw before shit hit the fan. Um, (laughs) But like haters don't even think, right? Like they don't have the empathy to think that far ahead. And so just knowing too that el que dirán siempre va a existir. Like, what are they going to say? That is always going to exist. But it's working on yourself so much that you're going to be like, it's going to hurt a little bit and it might be a little painful, but I can't intake that shit because they're not at my level. And by the way, I didn't get any any haters, right? Oh, like, it, it was kind of like me, right? Like like with this mom, I was like, oh my goodness, she's like wanting to have a play date and here I am in the middle of the beach in Santa Marta, Colombia. Like, and then, you know, like she, like I growed her and she was like, well, come back and we are gonna have a play date. Oh, and I love in it. my mind, I was like, she's not gonna want, you know, like my hair son to hang out with like a mom like me, like, I, like all these story but no we're gonna have the play date and that's okay so it's like how much of that is what we're creating right like oh yes yeah no absolutely true absolutely true i guess like like i said like with our other um person that we know they have they had a little bit of, of tiffs and like ripples when their email had gone out and so i guess like for me it's just knowing something like they're not always people you're taking a risk and and at the end of the day, they're not living your life. Mm. You're living your life. Absolutely. Um, but that that's just like an everyday learning experience. Uh, Dulce, what, um, how do you find comunidades um, as far as like resources for support? Um, like, do you read books? Are there certain articles? Are there certain comunidades to join for help? Yeah. So I I find that depending on what you're looking for mm-hmm. it's like where do you feel the safest right okay. because when it comes to um i don't know like when it comes to um what it means to be latina being an immigrant i might look for a certain place when it comes to spirituality which is something that i'm very into and energy i might go to a different place so i feel that it has a lot to do with where do you feel safe where do you feel seen where do you feel understood and take it from there right Mm -hmm. in my head giovanna i was very afraid of reaching out to people because in my head i was like they don't have the time they're gonna they're not gonna you know wanna like meet with me and Mm -hmm. i found that if i see someone even if i hear a podcast um Mm -hmm. that i like i reach out to the guest and i'm like listen i learned about you here and there and i created 
wonderful connections that way. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah. So it's like, um, I feel that, again, speaking of like those ideas that we create, like, oh, they're not going to have time. They're going to be busy. They're not going to email me back. Um, reach out. And, and I, um, chances are that you'll be surprised. Um, but I, I do think that a lot of the, what I found and also asking, you know, like I find that um, speaking in conversations like this or in conversations mm -hmm. we have in those type of Latinas is like, oh, like, how do you find out about this? So resources, right? There's yeah. so many resources. And if we get to share them, um and and um yeah like how can you ask questions but i feel that in order for us to do that we need to feel safe mm -hmm. so a lot of that is through podcasts through people i already know and mm -hmm. through comunidades i belong to right so mm -hmm. there's the unstoppable latina um another one is it okay if i drop something yeah, absolutely <laughs> Another one I recently joined is the Rising Together Movement. Mm -hmm. That's by Valeria Loe, um, United Latinas. Um, so um, again, and, and for like my energetic work and spiritual work, I also have some comunidades that um, that's mostly based um, international and in Colombia, but again, like okay. coaching spaces. Love so um, yeah, I feel that has... I feel the key is for you to feel safe wherever like you feel safe and wherever you feel that your whole self is um, welcome, right? Like wherever mm -hmm. you feel. And of course, it might take some times for us to um, feel fully comfortable. But, you know, like I feel yeah. that, you know, when when it's like oh, this is like this feels it's almost like that. Oh, I'm here type of thing. Right. Um, I totally feel you. I There's a guest that's going to be on this season. Her name is Anjali, and she started Manifest House. And her tagline is like, when you come back home to yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's a waiting list, by the way. Anjali, waiting. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the waiting list because oh. I've seen everything that you've said about this. So that's how I, right? It's like, yeah. Well, I know Giovanna, yo sé, y, y um, com, esa confianza de, I know this is good, right? Mm -hmm. So I joined the waiting list. So, and that's how I found out about so many things, like in oh. like sharing these spaces with, with people that I feel are, um, that, that share things in common with me. And it's beautiful because like, right, you, you can start off, right, with like, for example, us and Stapabola Latina, it was more of a professional network and like, how do we help one another network and get opportunities? But then it's like, you learn that you have so much more in common because ah. you're not just tu negocio, right? You're no. not just your business. And no, so yeah. like, now I'm like, oh my God, how did I not know this about Dulce? Like now, now I'm going to be sending you like crystal healing spells and like full new moon rituals go so here, here we go with the tags Miha. here we go with the tags i'm so excited for it um, <laughs> so like this is just another level right like this is just another integration of like our friendship like now we know we feel safe enough to talk about this stuff because it's true like not everyone in our comunidad is like that's cool for y'all but like we're not here for that and that's okay yeah, absolutely so, 
Absolutely. Um, so I, I love that you say where you feel most safe and where yeah. you feel most comfortable because sometimes you're right. Like I've gone into communities, right? Like paid for like a one-time thing or like, you know, your first like initiate, like the initiation process or whatever. And I'm like, it's, it was a cute, like, it's a good idea, but it's not, it's not for not me. Not for like, me, at, at least right now, right? Like yeah. that's another way like, that I think of it. Like I've had, I've been in spaces that, you know, like through a grant, I got, you know, like, I don't know, like this one year membership mm -hmm. And um, the pressure of like wanting to like, you know, like yeah. it or wanting to, but maybe maybe like at some point later on, right? Um, and also like not forcing it because it seems to me that yes, um, everything that has to do with being between Latinas and, you know, like, like that cultural mindset and all of that, it's something that I deeply appreciate, but perhaps not necessarily because someone is Latina is going to be into crystals, right? Yeah, and and yeah. so it's like, how can I, again, like what feels safe and what feels like a right space and what feels, what is it that you need? You know, like there's when, when speaking of like, um, whenever I speak of self-compassion, mm -hmm. sometimes people really feel, oh, I don't know how to practice that or that's too hard for me to do. And it really isn't one of the easiest way to practice it is what do I need right now? And I feel that applies to whatever community you, you're looking for, right? It's like, okay, but what do I need right now? And that might not be the same of what I'm going to need next week or next month. And that's absolutely mm -hmm. fine. But truly being able to answer what is it that you need? I love the fact that you mentioned that, you know, you, you felt this pressure of having to like show up and show yes. up in a certain community. Especially after gaining the freaking grant. Yeah. And then, <laughs> no, but like, that's absolutely right. It's not like on me. And I just like, I ended up not renewing my um, subscription mm -hmm. because I was like, this isn't, this isn't serving me. Mm -hmm. I'm not serving them. It's, for me, it just felt like, you know, I, I just, it wasn't, it wasn't aligned with my values yes. and that's okay. Um, maybe it's what I needed at the time, like you were saying, right? Like starting off my business, like trying to figure out my formulas, but then it just, it got, it got to the point where like, I wasn't looking forward to coming in mm -hmm. to the events. And that's when I was like, yo, red flag, like, yes. this, is no espati, this isn't for you anymore. Um, this is so great. Okay, so you told us how you found how you find your comunidades, which is through podcasts, listening to yourself, um, finding those safe spaces. Reaching out, like, hey, I'm Dulce. I love what you're doing. I love what you said in this post. Can we have a cafecito, right? Oh, love it. Love it. Um, Dulce, we are coming up on our time. I can't even believe that it's already been an hour. <laughs> it feels like it's only been 10 minutes. Um, so I want to thank you so much for your time and sharing your expertise and resources con nosotras, con la comunidad aquí in making Vider Moves. We really appreciate it and all of the gems and all of the knowledge that you dropped um, with us here today. Um, and thank you for doing everything that you do for us Latinas and our mental well-being. Um, what is next for you and how can our leader community um, keep up with you? 
Yes, thank you. This was amazing. And yes, we could talk forever, which we're yeah. not going to do. So don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, people that are listening. It's we're wrapping it up. We're <laughs> <Yes>. wrapping it up. <laughs> um, so LinkedIn is um, where I spend the most time. And you mm -hmm. can find me under Latina Immigrant Therapist altogether. Same thing in Instagram. My website is Dulce Orozco. I am licensed as a mental health counselor in the state of Massachusetts, which means that I can only work with uh, people one-on-one -on -one in therapy that are physically present in the state of Massachusetts. But I also offer um, workshops and fire chats to um, groups of Latinx and people of color and from immigrant families. And very recently, I'm, I'm currently in the proposal in the process of writing a proposal for a company to nurture and build and um, create and work on um, their mental health culture within the company. And I'm loving that so much, Giovanna, that I'm like, oh my goodness, could this be another thing that I can do? So that's uh, we need it. We need a it. little seed that I'm planting because it's like, oh, I get to like propose all these amazing things that a company could use, right? So yeah. I'm like falling in love with that idea. Well, I'm manifesting workshops for you in the next year because I need all the tips and tricks. And because you're licensed in Massachusetts and I'm not from Massachusetts, uh, I can always use a course. <laughs> thank you, thank and you, so thank there you. There we go, um, so yes. So we can follow you on LinkedIn. We can follow you on Instagram, both Latina Immigrant Therapist. Dulce, again, thank you. Thank you so much, mi amiga, for being on here. And again, sharing all your knowledge. Um, for all of y'all that are listening or watching, uh, surprise, me and Dulce have never physically met in person. No, but <laughs> we will. We but will. will. This spring and this summer, um, I just have to confirm the dates with our other mutual friend. But we will be meeting um, shortly. For all of those who joined today, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you were able to receive um, some of these gems and knowledge that were dropped on today's episode. Please don't forget to leave a review, Cinco Estrellitas Por Favor, and join the online community Making Leader Moves on Facebook as well as on Instagram. If you have a question for me um, or about the podcast in general, please feel free to send your questions to makingleadermoves at gmail.com. Gracias once again, and I will catch you on the next episodio. Abrazos, besos, y cariño, fam familia. Ciao.